Oh, welcome to Chai Chat. Welcome. We're talking about how Al Khushnaya say the Hail Mary. We already did that. We yeah. already did that? It was like, yeah. It was like last week, right? We, it was the village one. So you didn't learn that's anything. why we started. You didn't, to talk about you didn't the learn anything thing. from yeah. that episode. So we got, we're kind of like ghettoing the chai yeah. today. The topic we're going to do today was the topic we're going to, we were going to do that day. Yep. But since we started talking about the Hail Mary thing, we said let's just. That's right. Know. What's the topic today? Marriage. Did we say welcome to Chai Chat? Yeah, I think we Oh, did. sorry, I, yeah. forgot. I wasn't paying attention. Marriage. What about marriage? What do you guys think? Some of the people. <laughs> yeah. Or the New Testament. What does the New Testament say about marriage? There's St. Paul. There's St. Paul. There's Jesus. You look it up. I have, I have to post that my Bible study is canceled today. Oh, it is? It is? Yeah, there's a thing. I should. Man, I was telling people to come. To my Bible study? Yeah. Come on, man. I, how am I supposed to know it's canceled? No, I'm posting one of my fancy posts. So, okay, so the first argument you should avoid in marriage. Is there any argument at all? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, so Jesus, it's actually kind of funny because one of the only times that he talks about marriage is when he's asked about divorce. So in Matthew 19... According to the Mosaic law, right? Yeah. When Jesus finished these words, he left Galilee and went to the district of Judea across the Jordan. Great crowds followed him and some Pharisees approached him and tested him saying, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause whatsoever? He said in, in reply, Have you not read that from the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no human being must separate. And so, and so that's like the only time, the only time Jesus talks about marriage as such. And that's why we have to use it. It's, one, the, of the, it's one of the options in the, in the marriage rite. Oh, yeah, and it's that, weird. It is kind of awkward. Because like yeah. it's the marriage rite and we're, and we're reading about divorce. Yeah. And it's like, uh... And then sometimes there's like divorced people yeah, there at the wedding yeah, and they're like, ah. Oh, or you're doing one that's, it's two people that have, have gone annulled. Di divorced and annulled, yeah. So, so it's, it's sort of a funny. valid marriage. You, you, know yeah. what it's, you know what it says though? It says that a lot of what Jesus says about marriage is taken for granted. Of, of It's established already in the Old Testament and not just in the Old Testament, in nature itself. Right. Jesus yeah. says like. From the beginning. When he says, when the creator at the beginning, I think he's sort of saying. In Genesis, because those are the first yeah. words of Genesis. Beginning. Yeah. So he's saying, haven't you read what it says in Genesis? That's his point of reference that God created the male and female. That's the foundation for marriage. But his, I think his first point is uh, everything is built on that. Have you not read? You know, yeah. are you that ignorant to not know that the covenant between a man and a woman began at creation? Yeah. You know, and it's built within that covenantal relationship that they have with each other. Right? Is it true that? The reason why Moses made the law for divorce was that the only way to get out of a marriage was through death, and so they would kill their spouses, right? No, oh, no, it's not. If you read, if you continue reading there, yeah. read the rest of that. Okay. Passage. Then why did Moses command that the man give the woman a bill of divorce and dismiss her? He said to them, because of the hardness of your hearts, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. Okay. I say to you, whoever divorces his wife... Yeah, so, okay, yeah. so from the beginning, it was not the case that you were allowed to divorce, but Moses allowed it for the hardness of your hearts. Why? The context isn't like, okay, it's better than killing your wife. Okay, I guess that's better. But it was, the man would just leave. You would just leave and just go and you know, be with another woman. And the woman was stuck there with kids. Oh. So at least divorce her so that she can get remarried 
so that the you know the kids have a, a father figure and right. she's she has somebody to take care of and protect her because it was such a like hard society for women to live in economically if she was not married at all she was just in, in trouble yeah. you know in big trouble so now the the death thing is another sort of part of that but that yeah, had to it may do have more, happened. I think that had more to do to do with like that was more relevant in the Protestant Reformation of Henry the Eighth, like yeah. instead of yeah. being able to remarry, he just killed her, killed his wives. Yeah, you know, very sad. But just to be clear with something, the Church does not believe in divorce. No. Now, you know, the Church believes in an annulment of marriage, which means that that marriage was invalid. It's null. It's void. It was. You know? They were never married. So that if they get married again in a church, it's not their second marriage. It's yeah. technically their first real valid marriage. Sacramental marriage. Yeah, yeah, sacramental marriage. This is funny. We're doing exactly what the gospel does. Like the, the topic of marriage goes up, we just get right to divorce. We're yeah. to divorce. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, so, okay, let's talk about the negative stuff because we get a lot more clicks that way anyway. <laughs> yeah, we and can it's like, clickbait. You know, clickbait. If we you need, you we won't believe it. number six. We can do another <laughs> episode on this too, if, if necessary. I mean, what, there's, there's a lot of negative things to say about weddings. But weddings weddings in particular. Weddings? In particular. So we can change the topic to weddings, and then no, maybe next weddings? week we can talk about marriage. Or were we no. supposed to do weddings? I think weddings was the actual topic. Possibly. Oh. I just want to complain about weddings, because it's fun. <laughs> what, what's up? What's fun? Oh, my gosh. Okay. You love the music. You love the... the no, that's forget, bad. Even the parties, like, oh, my gosh, they're horrible. I know what triggers them. Forget about the parties. That's that's a whole other thing. But like, how much money is spent on stuff that doesn't matter at all? The, the most obvious thing is the flowers. One of you guys mentioned it a few weeks ago for for the funerals. Same thing with weddings. Big, huge centerpieces. Okay, they're cool to look at for an hour, and then you throw them in the garbage. You paid several hundred dollars for each one. Thousands. Wait, oh, yeah, for each, for one, each yeah. one. It's a wa complete waste. Then there's the clothing, and then everybody. Look, bride and groom, you want to look special, fine. And then the bridal party, okay. And then if, people tell me this like second and third hand. If the first cousin wears a dress that she wore at another wedding, then there's going to be a problem with the, in the family. Canceled. What the hell <laughs> is wrong with you? How bored are you that, this, that you care about this stuff? Or if you wear the same dress as someone else. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, or or if you don't pay somebody else to do your makeup, canceled. If you do your own makeup, even if you look better, you're canceled. Exactly, cancel culture. How bored are you? Like, find something to be happy with in life. Of all the dumb things to to be you know, upset about. You, listen, you know what upsets me the most about that is because there's so much pressure put on a priest. You know, with within his. Uh, congregation within the within canon law so on and so forth to make sure that these people need to be adequately formed as much as you can to your fullest capacity to make sure they understand the sacrament of marriage and then we try our best you know we do everything we can all of a sudden boom it goes straight straight to what you're talking about Every there's drama about the flowers, there's drama about the dresses, there's you know the makeup so on and so my, forth. My thing is like how long can you live in such a fake context such a fake kind of lifestyle. How long can you live like so falsely like that uh, until your humanity just like starts screaming at you and you? I don't know. I don't mean I don't know what happens then. I guess you get you get it has like, to be like an existential crisis. Or yeah, I hope so. If if there's any depth to the person, there should be. You know what? I give major props to the people that got married during COVID time. Yeah, God bless you guys. I've never seen better weddings. Them better weddings yeah. and them so happy and something so intimate. You yeah. you guys came to a few of those. You remember, yeah. right? We did some at St. John's. Yeah. yeah. It was, Those it was were amazing. unbelievable. Those are the best. You know? 
They're happy. It was nothing extravagant. It was they actually you know, smiled. They were I, actually yeah. happy during it. I know one where they got married at St. John's. This was right in the beginning of COVID. They got married at St. John's and then in their wedding gowns went to a Mexican joint afterwards and they went home. That's amazing. That's, yeah. That's the best ever. <laughs> Um, by the way, That's it's amazing. So, so those people are actually happy. Why? Why was it? What was it that allowed them to do that? Well, COVID was like preventing everything. Okay, but what was it really blocking? It was blocking the parents, because yeah. it's not the. It's very rarely the bride and the groom that care about this stuff. It's their parents, because well, you know, my cousin did that for their kid, and I want to show that I love my kid as much as. If you want to show your, you love your kid, let them enjoy their wedding. Don't yeah. stress them out about like this. The, the dress and the, the the tux and the hair and the limo has to be like this, and the party has to be like this. And if you don't get that DJ, like and the that's that's the way to ruin somebody's wedding, which is supposed to be one of the most important days of their lives. You're ruining it. You're making them unhappy. If you love them, just ease off a little bit. Calm down on this stuff. You know, have a great party. Fine. I'm not even saying not to do that, but like, you're you're really ruining the day a lot more than you're helping anything. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. Is that. Like what uh, you were saying, like what's the most important part of the day is when you receive the sacrament. Yeah. And so we see a lot of people spending so much time and getting so anxious and stressed, you know, the months leading up yeah. to the marriage when they forget about the preparation that you are about to give your life to this person. And you are, you know, you have a big, huge like, there's, responsibility. There's love at some point. Shouldn't there be yeah. love involved in this? Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't God be involved in this? God, somewhere? yeah, like, you know, I mean. Instead, you have to pretend you're a Kardashian and like <laughs> spend $300,000 or something like that. Not only that, you know how many couples have told me that, you know, when they showed up to their wedding party, they knew only like 20%, 15% of the people that yeah. are there, yeah. you know? Because you're... And you're, they're meeting some people for the first time. Yeah, you know? because hey, it's, your, it's your dad's you? second cousins and it's... Oh my gosh, so you're not going to invite your actual friends. That's terrible. It's, it's a mean thing to do to your kids too. It's mean. It's, parents are abusing their kids by making them do this. So what's... Or like, or, sorry. Or like a lot of people do this. You know, you just... At some point it just becomes so much only about society mm -hmm. and culture that uh, the whole meaning of everything is, is stripped out. So me and my brother, when, when I was younger, obviously... Uh, and my brother was able to drive. Me and my brother would just go for our parents because they didn't want to go. We would just go, get in the line, dress in suits, wait in the line, put the envelope in the thing, <laughs> and then and leave. Right out. <laughs> yeah, just to show face, our name is there, and the envelope. Yeah. It's just a lot of it is about showing off. You know? Yeah. By the way, you you mentioned something that made me remember. So when you're getting ready for a wedding. You're still, you're, you still have to go to Mass on Sunday. Right, right. You guys get that, right? Big time, yeah. You're not dispensed from Sunday Mass just because you have to get your hair done. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And if you're like, oh, no, but the hair appointment is only during this time. And I, oh, interesting. So now you have a choice to make what's more important to you. Right. Yeah. You know? And even the, the, and especially the bride and the groom who need to go to Mass, you know? Then, like, then, like, you're then, talking a lot of... A lot of people don't go. Saturday, whatever. In yeah. the old right, they used to give them Qurbana yeah, yeah. because they understood that. Right. Now it's a little bit of a different story. But yeah. yeah. But no, but it's not like, oh no, my third cousin is getting married. I have to get my hair done. So I, I'm not going to go to Mass. <laughs> go to 8 a.m. Mass. Explain yeah. that. Go to Saturday. There's a, go to a Saturday thousand vigil mass. masses. There's yeah. three vigil masses. You can pick, figure it out. No, but then there's the Hanna. Oh my gosh. Be a half an hour late for the Hanna or whatever. I don't even know what that is. But for the, the pre-wedding wedding. This is where you show what's most important in your life, yeah, like yeah. where your priorities are and ultimately like what you worship. You and know, what is Mass about? Just as important worship. as that, in fact, maybe even more important, when you're disappointed and pressuring others to not do this stuff, to, to, to like, it's okay to miss Mass when you're encouraging others to do that and when you're going to be mad at them if they don't get the hair done by the right person. You should go, 
because if you do your own hair that day, then you're in trouble. I'm going to be mad at you. You're contributing to somebody else's sin. Mill sin, stone. mortal sin. Millstone wrapped around your neck. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what's a middle ground? So it's not COVID. So people aren't really forced to have simple weddings. But I think Father Andy said it's, it's okay to have a nice party. Yeah. But that yeah. could be subjective. A, a, nice, a nice party you know. has to be balanced though, right? Yeah. Moderately. Yeah. Moderation is governed by prudence, which is a complicated virtue. It's not that I can give you these simple rules. Yeah. You can spend 50,000, but not 51,000. It's yeah, not yeah. like that, you know, but within reason means like nothing else is going to hold you back. Like the, uh, the, the desire to show off. And if you've got the money, there's nothing that's going to moderate that. You have to moderate that. You have to yeah, say, yeah. you know what? This is enough. And if people complain, let them complain. And if you're one of the people that complains about weddings and that could have been nicer, you're part of the problem too and you're leading an entire society into sin. That's another problem. So then like when people moderate themselves, be embarrassed a little bit to contribute to the greater good of a culture. Right. Humility. Uh, or, or say like... It requires like, humility. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? For my bachelor party or bachelorette party, I don't have to fly 20 friends out to Vegas. I'm going to have a barbecue at my house. And if I'm going to be embarrassed by that, be embarrassed. Be embarrassed, you're going to contribute to the greater good of an entire culture. And if it's, I would love, I, I just, I'm waiting for to, for to see somebody really prominent in the, in the culture, in the society, in the community, who has the money, who chooses to do something simple. Not because they're forced by COVID, but by choice. That would make, that would be better than any of our homilies yeah, in the world. That would be an amazing example. example. You mentioned something which, yeah. is, which is disgusting. I mean, which is about the bachelor parties. Like, some people... And I think it's a lot of people, they use that as an opportunity to be impure. You know, on the night when you're about to, when you should be ready to give yourself after waiting, you know, all of this time to give your body to your spouse and you see the night or, you know, the days before as an opportunity to go and ruin that gift. You know, it's just a very disordered Yeah, that's an animal thing. You're, you're, yeah. a, you're, you're living like a dog. That's what a dog would do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dog, rat, whatever's worse than that. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Wow, this is really good. <laughs> really negative. Clickbait. <laughs> but Jesus says something beautiful. Oh, good. You know. What, what does he, he say? say? Where he says, so there are no longer two but one flesh. Yeah. Therefore, what God has joined, let no human being separate. So it's a, it's a mystery. And the word sacrament means mystery. That's, awesome. that's what it is, is. God brings them together. And if God is not in the picture, then they're not going to have that true bond, that, that true unity. Okay, so that's a good point, right, in light of what we were talking about. Because if, um, if that's the case, they become one flesh in, in, the, in the grace of God, right? They become one flesh in the grace of God. Because God is the ruler of this relationship, and God dictates this relationship, that has to be lived out in everything, including the met, you know wedding preparations and the way they're going to do their wedding and everything like that. That's why conscience needs to be accounted for every kind of step of the way. You know, and if we're just going to give in to societal demands from the get-go, uh, who's going to say that we're not going to do that going forward? And then who's really the ruler of this relationship? And are the two really one? Yeah. Of course, objectively they are, yeah. but in the heart, you know. So it's a dis it's distracting them from because it's. It's God's grace, and we have to cooperate with it, and it's hard to do that. It's hard to love somebody like that right. with, with, with real unity to like, cooperate with, God, with God's grace. Instead of putting your effort into that, you're putting your effort into all this empty stuff. Your, your society is pressuring you to do that. Your, your family is, is pressuring you to do that. Um, your friends are pressuring you to do that. All, all the people that are, that are complaining about why isn't your wedding to do this, and you have to make your wedding like this, and you have to do that, and you have to do that, either they're making money off of you, and I'm sorry if this is going to 
like be mean to the people that actually do this for a living, and some of them are our friends, but like the people that are trying to sell you a product are not the people to listen to about what you should buy. Okay, <laughs> so the wedding planners and the people that are doing the hair and all this stuff, they're the ones that are making it, like they're sowing the seeds of, oh, it's embarrassing, like, oh, it's it's ebb if you don't get your hair done by the person by some other person that's gonna charge you how much, however much money. You know who started that? The person that's charging that money. <laughs> and I'm sorry, they don't love you. They don't care about you. They want your money. You know who loves you? God loves you. And your friends love you. And you are supposed to love each other. Make those people happy. Everybody else, forget about it. They're not going to help you move. And they're not going to help you when you're in trouble in life. They're going to complain about you when you don't do what they want. And when you do what they want, they're not going to do anything. And they're probably going to complain about you anyway. Don't live your life for those people. They're not worth it. So I think another layer in that is the passion of fear. You know, because with some couples, it could be fear-driven. Thinking that they're going to disrespect their parents by not fulfilling their desires. They're going to make people sad, fearing that they're going to lose some friends, so on and so forth. So there needs to be some virtue of, you know, courage and, and yeah. fortitude, yeah. you know. And be willing to make people and, sad. Yeah. Let people be sad. It's okay. Sad it's not the end of the world. Somebody's yeah. going to be upset with me. Yeah. You know, somebody's going to be upset with me because I didn't have the wedding that they wanted me to have. That they, you know, they don't get to celebrate the way they want to celebrate yeah. my wedding. It's like, <laughs> they don't. They're not your friend you when you're like that. Friends with somebody like yeah, that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Gosh. And then it comes to us, and then yeah. and then we're we're the bad guy because you know you have to be on church on time, but then the photographer wants to take an extra fifteen minutes, and then there's a wedding right after yours, and now I'm the jerk because. I'm, we're, I'm actually caring about other people and like trying to make everything work. Yeah. And Father Danny's the, the mean one because he wants to start things on time and you're still, everybody's still in the lobby or whatever. I'm surprised I haven't gotten any death, death threats. <laughs> <laughs> I've threatened your life. <laughs> you have. Father Inc. definitely has. I have. Yeah, maybe sometime. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, reconciliation. See, this is love. This is the love of God right here. <laughs> This is actually nice that we're talking about this in the season of the church, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bride of Christ. That's the other thing, actually, which is like the, the beautiful side of marriage <laughs> yeah. is so much neglected because of all these issues, yeah. you know? Which it is beautiful. I mean, like, the, the, the whole Bible is, the whole theme of it is kind of a wedding thing, yeah. really. Union be, be, next, between two. Maybe next episode we can talk about the, the beautiful uh, We did side. that last, last episode when? was the church. No, no, about, about marriage itself. No, let's, let's just get it over with now. <laughs> what are we fighting right <laughs> now? We're done man. with the... <laughs> No, we have time. We have a minute or two minutes. That's plenty. Theology of marriage. Like, like love each other and like let God be part of your wedding. Did you say theology of marriage? Yeah. You know, not, not like a divorce, not an omen, not the wedding itself. The Bible begins and ends with marriage, right? Yeah. I mean, Adam Revelation. and Eve in the beginning. Uh, and throughout the rest of it, God is the bridegroom of his people, which is the bride Israel and the church later on. And um, when we fall into sin, it's, in the Bible, it's, uh, the imagery is adultery, right? And then it ends with this great wedding feast of the Lamb between yeah. uh, Christ and the church. The whole thing culminates in, a, in that wedding banquet. Um, so marriage is in itself objectively very beautiful, but I mean, like everything else, human beings are kind of... So yeah, so the middle part is also important. So here's the part of, as, as far as the marriage, not the wedding. The marriage, the middle part of the Bible is about failure and forgiveness yeah. and trying again. And that's, that's the marriage part. The wedding is the beautiful part. The culmination at the end in Revelation is the union between like, us and God in the case of the scripture, but between two souls in the case of, well, two bodies, but also two, two wills and hearts in the case of uh, human beings. But the middle part, the marriage itself, 
here's the, another thing that because the wedding day is built up as this big sort of Disney moment and everything has to be perfect and everybody's dancing and everybody's smiling and everybody's happy and they're throwing money at you and all this stuff is great. That's not a marriage. And if you think that's the way every day of your marriage is going to be, you're going to be one of these people that in two months you're going to be trying to apply for an annulment. Get that out of your head. The marriage is work and it's struggle and it's failure and it's forgiveness. And it's trying again and it's asking for forgiveness. And men and women both ask for forgiveness. It's not just always the man is right. That's another problem. And say, say I'm sorry. And then when they're sorry, accept their, 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 their um, apology. apology and forgive them and try again. And the marriage is covenantal yeah. right? throughout that middle part. So because it's covenantal, that means God is the foundation of that marriage, right. which means that even throughout salvation history, God is constantly coming after his people, you know, to bring them back into this covenant and yeah. covenant after covenant. Yeah, this is, you know? this is why, why St. Paul says the marriage is between Christ and the church. Husbands have to be like Christ as Christ is to yeah. the church and sacrifice for himself for her, you know, and then wives... Um, yeah. Be subject. Follow their, yeah. follow their husbands and so on. So that makes that means that this dynamic of trying, failing, apologizing, forgiving over and over again, the trying part and the trying again part have to be sincere. If it's an empty apology, if it's sarcastic, if it's passive aggressive, if it's, it's if it's a lie, yeah. and I'm just li- lying to you, so I'm going to just go and do the same. No, then you're not doing this. You're not living the middle part of the Bible, which means you're not going to, the union is not going to happen at the end. You're not being Christ to the church or the church to, church to Christ. You're failing. That's a much larger failure. You're not even attempting to be married there. And, and I think one way to be able to be like stronger in that, in the face of that temptation is going back to Paul's theology, you know, because he mentions that because he's, seeing the the groom as being in the image of Christ and the woman as the image of man, you know, that God created. So if a couple, married couple is able to see themselves in that light, I think that will be a little more encouraging for them, you know, for a husband to know that, okay, I'm the image of Christ in my house. That's amazing. You know, that's much better than being any other image that any, any other falsified image thinking that it's, you know, macho or yeah. this is how husbands should be yeah. and that you have to live up to what Christ did for the church which is that he sacrificed himself his whole yeah, life yeah. himself for the church yeah. and so that's what husbands and wives need to do for one another so when you have to wash the dishes you're not you're not quite yeah. doing it <laughs> keep going keep trying okay is it that yeah. don't complain about it we're being cut off so are you done with this I'm done with it bro with what Amazon no, it's no, not Amazon. It's everything. It's just right? latest purchase. What? You haven't bought anything last week? I did actually buy something. There we go. Okay, you're going first. That's it. I remember what it is. What did you remember? What is it? We're, we're, we're making candles for that. The monastery's making candles for that diocese thing. So I bought all the candles right. for soy wax and the glasses and everything like that. Well, so cool. that's what I got. Are you going to give one to Garvin? Garvin's in the diocese board. Thank you, Garvin, for all your hard work. Thank God you, bless you. For this What's show? your favorite candle set? Wait, what about, can- <laughs> what about candles? I wasn't paying attention. We were making candles for the diocesan thing. Are they made out of actual beeswax? No, they're going to be soy. Because those, those smell good. Yeah. Beeswax? No, I'm, I'm saying, I'm, we're producing a guy brought us like a big cube of it, by the way. Of beeswax? Yeah. He just gave us a cube of beeswax. My sister's the ones that are making the candles. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gave them to Vanessa. Um, okay, I got Belvira soft baked bars. 
Listen, yeah, these are okay. excellent. Which flavor did the you get? The banana bread, man. The banana bread, I think, is the only good one of the soft. I got into yeah. that during seminary time. One of you. Yeah. Was that you? Was Probably. One? I, I was into yeah. those at some point. I bought an Under Armour hoodie. Oh, oh that's, that's what I used. That's what I wear. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's good. Or it's one of them. I bought, what did I buy? Eastern Christianity, a reader. Yeah? By this guy, James Walters. I'm, uh, I'm friends with him on Twitter. Who is he? Some dude. He is translates stuff. It's sort of Eastern Christianity. It's like a, it's a reader. So he translates little snippets of various writers, writers in, in throughout the, the Eastern link. churches. Oh, send link. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll send it. Oh, are we going to sing anything today? We, we, we got to sing anything. Did we do that last week? No. We did Odao. No, we did. Odao. Let me find it. So this is, uh, I think, optional in the marriage right now or something. Is is it even in there? Yeah, it's, it's in the. It's yeah, sort of in there. Oh. I kind of like. No, not in. There. It is in. It is in the new one. It is. I kind of like. It is optional. I kind of like. Uh, is it crowbarred it, it is. in there? It is. But yeah. we never say it. Crowbarred in there. <laughs> never heard that phrase. We should do like the blessings of the groom. Okay, ready. بثملك بشوحة قامات عيتم خرتي دم شيحد برقى بدمي من طويي ولا بغري أخلى حي دوحي بيشي عالقاغل تام والبغ بيذي كاسد برقانام ما يقيرا دردا من سطري Yalla, bye. Peace out. Cheers. Yeah. Next week, next week, I'm <laughs> 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 what, we have to think of just put that, okay, after the prayer, just put that. Yeah, next week. Yeah.